Welcome to another episode of the WestJet Pilot Podcast. On this episode, I speak with Captain Dave Kingston, the recently elected MEC Chair, about his first two weeks on the job and his vision for the future. Hi there, WestJet Pilots. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the WestJet Pilot Podcast. My name is Adam Priest. I'm a Communications Committee member. And today I'm sitting down with Captain Dave Kingston, the newly elected MEC Chair. Thanks for taking the time to sit down with me, Dave. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate the invite. Well, for everybody's benefit, uh, would you mind telling us a bit about yourself and why you decided to step into this role? Absolutely. Well, as you know, my name is Dave Kingston. I've been a WestJet pilot for about 21 and a half years now. I started off on the 37200 back in the day and from there progressed to the NG. Spent a little bit of time on the 767 while it was here prior to COVID and when it disappeared I headed back to the 37 which I'm on right now and as of well this bid that closes today possibly uh, I should see back in the left seat of a wide body on the uh, 787 so that's pretty exciting for me. So two, two big events this, uh, this <laughs> month for me. Um, before I came to WestJet, I was at uh, Air Atlantic immediately prior to that, and before that at uh, Bearskin Airlines for about seven years. Um, while I was at Bearskin, I was involved in union work there with CALPA, the Canadian Airline Pilots Association, while they existed. And then after the Air Canada pilots left to form ACPA, we were amalgamated into ALPA. I had a number of roles there, negotiating committee chair, uh, MEC Vice Chair and eventually MEC Chair. Uh, I was MEC Chair for our second collective agreement, which is uh, rather fitting since here I am again <laughs> 25 years later doing the same thing. Um, RCA2 at uh, Bearskin was, it was a rather acrimonious affair, to, to be quite honest. Um, we didn't have great relations back and forth. We did come within about 30 minutes of walking the picket line on that one, but did manage to settle prior to actually having to do that. Um, it was a great display of pilot unity from the Bearskin pilots at the time. Uh, so when I left Bearskin, I took a break from union work. I went to, like I said, Air Atlantic, Inter-Canadian, and then on to WestJet. When I got here, I didn't see a whole lot of need for any union involvement, quite frankly. Uh, as time went on, things changed, company changed, attitudes changed, uh, directions changed, and started to see the need for some more formal representation for our pilots. I got involved in the very founding stages of the WPPA, which we all know now in uh, hindsight was unsuccessful, and I'd be lying if I said that wasn't a kind of a devastating event at the time, but in hindsight, it turned out to be probably for the better. I uh, took a little bit of a break after that, but then the ALPA drive started. I got involved in the organizing committee for the ALPA drive, and when ALPA was ultimately successful in certification, I took another break because it was taking a bit of a toll on my home life, and as we all know, family first. So we tried to take care of those of, those of us at home. Uh, I was approached a little while ago to see if I'd be interested in running again and uh, taking on, of course, a much larger role as MEC chairman for our pilot group. I gave it a lot of thought, uh, a lot of discussions with my wife. There was barriers set, expectations set, and in the, in the end, um, my wife, always being supportive of, of what I do, 
gave me the green light to become involved again, at, again at this much higher level. I'm just going to have to be a little more diligent with my home, work, and ALPA balance so that nobody loses out. Absolutely, Dave. It's the spouses and families that pay the price for those while they step up. Well, they do, and all our volunteers know that. Um, those of us uh, who, who step up in volunteer roles, uh, thank you to your families. That, that's, that's all I can and say at this, at this time is absolutely thank you so much for loaning us your spouse uh, to help with, with ALPA pilot work and getting things done. So the other question is, how's it been going in the first uh, two weeks of stepping into this role? Uh, well, <laughs> um, I think the word helmet fire describes <laughs> it quite well. Uh, there's been a lot to absorb. Uh, a lot of procedural stuff, a lot of sign-ons, a lot of new people to meet, a lot of new faces to, to learn, a lot of new procedures to uh, get my head around. There's been a number of things that required our attention in the first two weeks here, uh, dealing with uh, WestJet on some issues concerning the standing bid and, and another item here that we're, we're dealing with, talking with the company about. So it's, it's been very busy. Uh, it's been a, <laughs> an experience right now. Hopefully things will calm down a little bit as, as time goes forward here and we get a little bit more experience on the job. But something tells me it probably won't. We always hope that, but it's, it's, there's always something, right? There is, definitely. <laughs> what uh, sort of priorities do you have for the upcoming future here? Well, I think we have two main priorities. The first one is our structure within our ALPA unit here at WestJet, and mainly our committee structure. As we're all aware, COVID-19 hit. It had a devastating impact on our industry, our airline, our country, and our committees. We lost a number of committee chairs, committee members to either furlough, displacement, different base, different company. Uh, many went to Encore, so technically still around, but not the same bargaining unit, so they had to relinquish their roles. The good thing is our larger core committees uh, are well-structured at this time. They could always, I'm sure, do with more volunteers, but they're all chaired by great individuals who know their jobs and are able to work with their committee members to get things accomplished. Uh, those would be grievance negotiations, our Central Air Safety Committee scheduling, and of course, the comms committee. One of those members sitting across the table from me right now, Adam, and uh, those guys do a fabulous job getting our comms and our fast reads out and any other communications, our telegram and stuff that needs to get, uh, get messages out to our, to our pilots as quickly as possible. So thank you for that, guys. Thank you. So the, the committee restructure is the responsibility of the MEC vice chair. So Steve Weir is the one taking the reins on that. He's actively contacting committee chairs getting their input, seeing what they need, who they need, making sure the structure is, is correct, the reporting structure is also correct. Everybody knows what their job is, what their lane is, what their responsibilities are. And as we go forward, we'll be working now with the, the smaller one- and two-man committees, or person committees, I should say, that have unfortunately been 
kind of neglected in in the panic that we've had with COVID and everything like that. It's just priorities have just not really been there. We're going to try and reprioritize getting those committees up and running and getting them back to work. Yeah, it's uh, been a challenge having to rebuild here. So, Yes, and it will continue to be. Um, but as more and more of our peers return to work via recall here, you know, we've just had, I think, I believe it's 184, I think, are coming back on this uh, bid that's closing today. And that uh, that's great. There's a possibility of another bid upcoming in short order here. So that will bring, hopefully, more of our peers back to work. And we'll keep going. So those of you who were laid off in this last round who are committee members, please, 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 re-volunteer. <laughs> call your committee chairs. Call Steve and... You know, let them know you're, you're back on the property and you're available when you do get back. Yes, we are always looking for more volunteers. Well, the last question I have for you is what vision do you have for the MEC going forward under your leadership? Well, I'd like to... I'd like our pilots to be proud of their union. And I, I, that may sound corny, but it's something I strongly believe in. We, we have to be proud of our representation and how they represent us. And there's been, a, there's been a distinction made in the past between being a proud WestJet pilot and being a proud Alpa pilot. And somehow that they're different. And in my opinion, they're absolutely not. Um, I consider myself to be a proud WestJet pilot. I consider myself to be a proud Alpa pilot. So we should hopefully amalgamate the two. And I'd like us all to be proud WestJet Alpa pilots. Uh, it's going to take work. It's going to take communication. Adam, that's your job. <laughs> um, and leadership. And hopefully I can provide that leadership as we go forward. Um, you've given me a chance to do it. Hopefully I won't mess it up. If I do mess something up, I think I'm man enough to admit it. And hopefully we'll move forward. We all know there's been mistakes made in the past. There will continue to be mistakes made in the future. We're all human. Um, but hopefully those are minimized as much as possible and we can continue to move forward and progress as a pilot group that's my that's my vision for us so we can help our company be successful as we come out of covid and get back to not just our former glory but exceed our former glory for both our pilots and the company that would be my goal very good i like that uh well before we wrap this up do you have anything else that you would like to communicate to the membership while i have you well, I guess the one thing that's on everybody's mind is uh, CA number two. Uh, CA number two is coming quickly. The end of 2022 is the expiry of our first collective agreement. We will, of course, be hopefully entering into negotiations with the company prior to the expiry of the agreement. But long before we enter into negotiations, we have a lot of prep work to do. That has begun already. Uh, our negotiating committee have already started to amalgamate all their information that they've gathered over the last uh, four years, the grievances, LOUs, LOAs, MOUs, MOAs, all the, all the, all the alphabet soup that we've been a, become accustomed to, what needs to be incorporated into the collective agreement, what have we fixed, what, do, what still needs to be fixed, what would we like to do, where do we need to go in CA2. So provide your input to your reps, please. Uh, that's the way we get our information as to what our pilot group want. There will likely be surveys, hopefully more than one, as we approach the preps for CA2. Timelines on that I can't really commit to at, at this point, but 
there, there certainly will be a lot of member input taken. And uh, the face-to-face -face stuff, that's really where we get our interaction with our, with our pilot group. Flying together, meeting on crew changes, passing in a bridge, passing in the airport, meeting in the crew room, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, take us aside. If you have a couple of minutes, let us know what you think. Let us know your views. Um, if you can't find us in a crew room, we're all available by email and most of our phone numbers are posted. So please let us know um, what your priorities are and we can fit that in with what the priorities are for the, for the group and take it from there. Very good. Thank you for that. Well, again, thank you for taking the time to uh, sit down with me and thank you to those WestJet pilots that are listening to the podcast and we look forward to speaking again soon. Great. Thanks a lot, Adam. Appreciate the invite and uh, have a great day. Thanks, WestJet pilots, for listening to the WestJet Pilot Podcast. We hope you found it informative. Stay tuned for future podcasts. And if you have any suggestions, send us an email at wjacommunications at alpa.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.